nothing in this world that can outweigh how valuable you are to us, Jesus. That considering everything in this, this world, nothing truly can compare to you. We often sing it so easily, God, but this morning we want to say that nothing can compare to you, Jesus. Nothing in this world, Lord, can satisfy us like you. Nothing in this world, Lord. No gold, no silver, nothing. <laughs> Jesus. No material possessions, nothing, God. But you're worth it and you are worthy, Jesus. You are worthy. And I pray, Lord, even as we, we sang about and our Derek shared uh, just about this um, a thing of humility and the, and the posturing that you're calling us to, God, I pray, Lord, um, may, may we keep you the, at the center of all of it, Jesus. That this response of going low would flow from a picture of you being high. Jesus, and I pray for every heart this morning to see you high and lifted up, Lord. High and lifted up, Jesus. High above all things, Lord. High above all things, Jesus. 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 Um, I actually felt um, to not preach on what I've prepared, so I'm actually going to be, <laughs> be quick. I want to I, I I go with the, the, the flow of what the Lord is actually speaking to us this morning, and I want to connect to this thing of, of humility. This has just been so clearly, it, I felt like it's just so clearly on his heart for us this morning, and he's calling us into that. And I want to I take us to two pictures this morning. The first picture it's actually not going to be up here on the board. If you have your Bible with you, you can go there, whether it's on your phone or a physical Bible. But you can quickly go to Revelation 4. Book of Revelation is in the end. <laughs> you can quickly go over there. And in Revelation 4, we... We have this glimpse, this picture of worship happening in heaven. Now just Im imagine, there's this throne, and Jesus is seated on this throne. And I'm going to read to you just what's happening around this throne. And you can uh, follow with me. I'm going to uh, read from verse 4. Around the throne were 24 thrones, and seated on the thrones were 24 elders clothed in white garments with golden crowns on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder. And before the throne were burning seven torches of fire, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was, as it were, a sea of glass like crystal. You have, you have this picture. It's a, a very beautiful picture. And it goes on. It says, around the throne and each side of the throne of four living creatures full of eyes in front and behind. Just imagine these four living creatures with eyes in the front and behind. Now, I mentioned this to someone. If a creature like that had to show up in my room, I must probably will run. I'm just being honest. And it's, it's maybe just me. But I, I, I must probably would, would not stay. Um, but, but there's this picture of these four living creatures with eyes in front of them. 
And um, then it goes on with a description. I'm not, I'm not going to um, read that, but I'm going to go on with re- eight, verse 8. You can follow with me. It says, And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within. And day and night they never cease to say, this is what they say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. When they say holy, they, they say, There's no one like you, Jesus. You are perfect in in all your ways, in your thinking, in your doing. Your whole being is perfect. There's no mistake. There's no fault. There's nothing. You are perfect. There's none like you. And they they react. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And let's read on. Verse 9. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to Him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, 24 elders fall down before Him who is seated on the throne and worship Him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne saying, Worthy are You, O Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for You created all things and by Your will they existed and were created. You, you have this picture of the four living creatures and the 24 elders and both of them are responding to this throne of Jesus. Jesus seated on the throne. And I want to say this morning, even as we speak about posture, our posture is the outflow of what we see. Our humility is the outflow of what we are seeing. And what you are looking at and beholding, the outflow of your life would testify of where your eyes are. Because where your eyes are, your feet will go. Where your eyes are, your heart will go. And our hearts are deceitful and often we catch ourselves looking at the wrong thing. Is it just me? Is it just me? <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> but often we catch ourselves, our hearts drifting, looking, the eyes looking at the wrong place. But here you have this picture of these four living creatures with eyes everywhere. Why? I mean, there's just so many angles to God. <laughs> And they see him, and, they, and it's interesting, the only logical response in that moment is to say, holy, holy, holy. Because God is just so perfect. And then we go to the, the, the 24 elders. They see him, they look at him, and they do something interesting. They what? Fall down before him. Humility. They go low. You know, humility is not something that I can just tell you, be low, be low. You must go low. You must go low. Again, it's an outflow of what you are seeing. Do you know Him? Do you know Him? Because if we know Him, I'm telling you, we will not struggle to go low. If you know who the Father is and you, and you know what Jesus has done for us and that He's given Himself and that He poured out His blood for each one of us, I'm telling you, the, the, the logical response in that moment is to go low before the King of Kings. And you have these four, uh, 24 elders looking at Him, falling down before Him, and they do something interesting. What? They cast their crowns before Him. Such an interesting picture. What does these crowns rep- represent? They represent, you know, the, the, often our rewards. <laughs> What gives us significance? You know, often we walk our walk with Jesus with crowns still upon our heads. We try and hold on. My, my wife had this beautiful 
picture and, and, and revelation. In the, at the beginning of this year, we went to a George to do some worship training. And, and before we went, she just, she, uh, she had this question, you know, like, why, um, and I'm, maybe I'm, I can see her looking at me there from the back, but I've, <laughs> maybe I'm rephrasing it wrong now. But, um, but there, there was this, this question, like how, how often we live and walk with Jesus with crowns still on our head. And it's because of result that we're not looking at Him. We don't know Him. We need to know Him. There's this invitation this morning. But when I hear about humility, for me the invitation is to draw close to Him. To know Him. To know Him. So we have this picture of these two groups and they respond you know, holy, 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 worthy. The, the, elders, the elders say, worthy, worthy, worthy. And that word worthy almost makes me think of a scale. Okay? It's like, you know, I've tried, Jesus is on the one side, and I tried to find something to balance it out, but I couldn't find anything that can compare to Jesus. That's the picture where usually when I hear the word worthy, that what I think of. And this is, this is the one side. This is worship in heaven. But I want to take you to another picture. And it's in a book that I know most of us don't often read. And it's in the book of Job. And you can quickly go to Job 2 for me if you have your Bible with you. Oh, sorry, Job 1. And most of you know the story of Job. I'm not going to go into detail, but there was just great loss. I mean, he was in... If, if the stuff that happened to Job happened to myself, if I have to be honest, I, I would struggle after that. If I lose everything, I would struggle. I'm being honest. I don't, you know, I would struggle. And just read this response. Just read this response in Job 1 verse 20. Then Job arose, tore his robe, and shaved his head, and fell on the ground and worshipped. Job arose, tore his robe, shaved his head, and fell on the ground and worshipped. I want to ask you this morning, what sustains our worship? We have this picture in heaven. I'm telling you, one day when all of us are in heaven, you, you, will, you will, well, obviously, if you accept that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, when you, when you see him, you will not but worship. It will, it, it will happen. If, if we're in heaven and, it's, and we're around that throne, when you behold him, you will worship. But here we have an interesting thing. Because you and I have a unique opportunity here on earth. Job could have decided in these circumstances, after losing everything, to turn his back on God. He could have chosen to be bitter. He could have chosen to allow bitterness to, to come and touch his heart. But what did he do? Tore his robe, shaved his head. Thank God we don't do that anymore. Fell on the ground and worshipped. You know, he chose to look at God. Here on earth, you and I have a choice. We have a choice. It's a unique opportunity. Not even the angels have this opportunity. That you and I can choose to worship him. When we see, and like Job, when we're going to struggle to see. <laughs> when we must probably have this wrestle in us. And this morning, there's an invitation to come and behold 
even when you, stuff is not going your way this morning, even you're sitting here and you're dealing with things, and maybe it's just everyday life problems, you know, like my wife and I, we didn't sleep much last night, you know, because we have this baby and it's this wrestle, and, um, you know, this morning I was sitting with Emma because she woke up early, and then, you know, Nathan, our boy, also woke up, and it was just chaos, you know, and, and, and we need to choose in that to worship Him. I know that's not like the worst of worst examples. That's just normal family life. But most of us go through normal things. And we need to choose to worship Him. There's a choice to get to know Him. And a choice to set Him before you. On, while you and I are on this earth. On this earth. And I want to take you to the last scripture this, this morning. And then I'm done. And it's in Matthew 23. And it's also a picture of worship. And some of you have heard me speaking about it. It's, it's one of my favorite portions in Scripture. I hope I'm actually in the right place here. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> the seven woes. Sorry, Matthew 26. Some of you are like, whoa, skulk. <laughs> I've made this mistake once. There's a, there's a big importance to get 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians right. Okay, when you uh, give scripture. Um, specifically, if it's 2 Corinthians 5 and you accidentally see 1 Corinthians 5, which is about sexual sin. Um, but anyways, Matthew 26, verse 6 to 13. Um, there's this picture of a, of a woman called Mary of Bethany. And uh, this woman did an interesting thing. You can read with me from verse 6 to 13. It says, Now when Jesus was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came up to him with an alabaster flask of very expensive ointment. And she poured it on his head as he reclined at the table. And when the disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this could have been sold for a large sum and given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you trouble the women? For she has done a beautiful thing to me. For you always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. In pouring this ointment on my body, she has done it to prepare me for burial. Truly I say, say to you, wherever the gospel is proclaimed in the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. And there's this picture there. There was people surrounding Jesus. And, and I had this question, and some of you heard me asking this before, but why was Mary the only one that responded like that? Why was she the one that brought the alabaster flask and, and broke it over Jesus' feet and poured it out? Why was she? Why did the other people not do that? I, I think it comes down to this, because she saw that he was worthy. Very expensive ointment. I actually went and do research how they make that ointment. The only way to get that ointment was from India. Okay? And the process to make that ointment was a very long, tough process to, to get that, um, that uh, perfume actually out of the grass that they grew. And it was so rare to have that perfume. It was, it was actually known for uh, kings and queens and royalty. They, they actually had this perfume. But there were many generic forms. So they were fake forms of, of this perfume. Fake forms. And usually, you know, people that were not royalty, they got the generic form. But we, we get from this uh, 
portion of Scripture, it seems like Mary had the, had the original, the real ointment. The question is, how did she get that? And I went and, that was my question, I went and read through many commentaries and tried to see, can I figure out, how did, how did Mary get this? And most of them, they, don't, they can't give a straight answer, but most of them write this. The only conclusion is that Mary had to sell things to buy that. Why would someone on earth go and sell things and buy something that's equal to a year's salary? And bring that and in one moment waste it over him. I'm telling you why. Because he's worthy. Why would Job in anguish fall down and worship him? Because he's worthy. Why would the, the, the 24 elders bow before him and cast their crowns? Because he's worthy. Why would the four living creatures declare holy, holy, holy? Because he is worthy. The worthiness of Jesus sustains our worship. If we see is worthy, you will always find yourself in a position of humility and worshiping. And that is what he's inviting each one of us to, to walk into. Now, there's three different examples. I can go and take more examples from the word of people worshiping. But whether you're sitting here this morning and you can just clearly see Jesus, you know, you're in that place, everything is fresh. Jesus is speaking to you. your heart is in such a good place. And you're like, yo, I, I can't but worship. Or you're sitting here this morning and you feel overwhelmed by the cares and the worries of this world. I'm telling you, he's still worthy. And you're invited to come and look at him and behold him and to worship him this morning. All of us, whether, it's, whether you're healthy, whether you're sick, whether you're poor, whether you're rich, whether you have everything, whether you have nothing, whether you have a degree or no education this morning, whether you're a child or whether you're very old like Morris no, I'm joking <laughs> but I'm joking man. wherever you see yourself you are called to see him and to worship him can I just quickly close your eyes just where you are this is not what I, I, I plan to, to share on but I, I just felt like this, this, these pictures being stirred or impressed onto my heart this morning and I want to I want to echo what I said at the start. At the center of these groups and people worshiping is Jesus. 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 And I want to read this declaration while your eyes are closed. And it's in the first chapter of Revelation. And it speaks about this. It says, John, um, John is writing, it says, Grace to you and peace from Him. Jesus, who is and who was and who is to come. And from the seven spirits who are before His throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, He's resurrected, and the ruler of kings on earth, to Him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by His blood and made us a kingdom of priests to His God and Father, to Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Behold, Jesus is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. I am, this is Jesus speaking, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Jesus, we say this morning, we know that everything starts with you, and everything ends with you. 
Lord, that you are, um, um, you are calling all of us this morning to, to look at you, Jesus. All of us to know you, God. And I pray maybe these practical things that we need to put in place. Maybe, maybe they, we, we are not getting to you. We're not getting to your scripture. Or we're not spending time in prayer. I pray, Holy Spirit, we come in praise on hearts. If there's any practical things that we need to put in place to see you, Jesus. But I, I know, I'm aware this morning, it's not by what we can do. But it's because of what you have done for us. That we can see you and come to you in boldness. But I pray for every heart in this place to say yes to this invitation, God. To, to respond, Lord, and say yes, Lord, to this drawing near that you're calling us to. Ephesians 2 says that even when we were still far off, by His blood, He's brought us near. And I pray for this nearness that you're calling each one of us to, God. May our hearts say, yes, Lord. May our hearts say, yes, Lord. We want you, Jesus. We know you've paid it. May you have your reward in us, Lord. May you have your inheritance in us, Lord. A people loving you, worshiping you, pouring out our affection on you. That even as Mary saw your, your worthiness, God, I pray may we be the people that would walk into a room and pour out our hearts on you, Lord. Whatever it costs, that we will pick up our cross and follow you, Jesus. That we will bring that bottles of perfume, those things that we often keep precious to us, like the crowns, the precious things, and we will throw it down before you, God. Why? Because you are worthy, Jesus. You are worthy, Jesus. You are worthy, Jesus. You're worthy of all. Just stand with me, and and even as uh, um, Keenan leads us, I I want to I want to challenge you in your hearts. We, we're not going to say now we say yes, but say in your hearts with faith, Lord, we say yes to this invitation of knowing you, seeing you, and worshiping you this morning. Jesus, 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 you're beautiful and glorious there is no one like you Jesus you're beautiful and glorious there is no one like you Jesus You're beautiful and glorious, but there is no one like you, Jesus. You're beautiful and glorious, there is no one like you.
beautiful thank you Jesus and you're worth it all in this in this moment I, I, we've got communion in front here um, bring somebody with you take communion with somebody this morning and let's just look at Jesus um, this mo- this morning we we turned our eyes to see Jesus and we saw his humility there's so many aspects of who he is that is revealed even so even, I want to encourage you, um, Keenan, you guys can just continue to worship and, and then just grab some communion and then bring somebody along and, and, and pray with them and take communion together. Um, if, you, if you feel you're not comfortable to take communion, maybe you struggle with unforgiveness or don't come, you don't feel pressure to, to come and take communion, this is just a moment. Maybe you just need to be on your knees and, and just, just make right with the Lord before you come. Um, but yeah, just, I want to encourage you, bring somebody um, and let's just um, look at who he is that he's worthy. So just come out. Um, some of the guys will just stand here with the, the glasses and then you can just come and grab for yourself. Okay, guys, come. You, you, come, bring somebody with you.
Just, um, we just want to check if everyone had communion. So, if you did not have Reinhardt, still in front, I think. Still. We just um, as everyone is finishing off, just we give you all the glory and just sing that again to the Lord. and every head bowed down I just want to give an opportunity if you here this morning um, and actually for the first time as you looked upon Jesus you realized that you do not know him that he's not your Lord and your Savior that you're actually living your life for yourself and just yeah carrying that crown of who I am and um, this morning to the Bible says we all have sinned fallen short but Jesus has 